Mel Timbis is known as a fitness business influencer, hands-on health club owner, ebook author, and presenter. Mel has known to be controversial, challenges the status quo, and lives outside the square. Her skill set is current on trends, savvy, and in demand. Her primary goal is to get more health club owners moving towards innovation, technology, and social media success. Her own success comes through tough and humble beginnings. Mel Tempest now presents to you the Gym Owners Podcast. More than just the business of fitness. Proudly supported by National Fitness Business Alliance. Well, this morning on the Gym Owners Business Podcast, I'm lucky enough to have Colin McGarty with me. Welcome, Colin. How are you this morning? I'm doing awesome. Thank you for inviting me to talk. You're very welcome. Now, for those that don't know Colin, he's known as the social media man, the kettlebell king, <laughs> and his video clips are quirky yet informative. And he's also known to be a bit of a kettlebell swinger at times, educating people with his awesome video clips and his food and recipe clips. It, does that not describe you down to a T, Colin? Yeah, that's what I do, actually. The recipes are funny because I don't cook, but I, I do a lot of recipes. <laughs> and you have an amazing following, though, on your Facebook page with your recipe clips. And that's why I think you're, you have become the, the social media man over there in the States. And I know that you do a lot of uh, social media workshops with Thomas. He wouldn't work with anybody but the best. So undoubtedly, our listeners today are going to get a lot of information from you. And hopefully they can take that on board and take that back to their clubs and get some social media presence happening. Absolutely. So what I'll do, uh, Colin, before we go into the listeners' questions that I've been given to ask you, I thought what we might do is actually just take a really big leap back to the very beginning. So let's assume that we have a business owner and there are many out there at the moment that don't have Facebook pages. We know that. And not just in the fitness industry, but in quite a lot of industries. So let's assume that they wake up tomorrow morning and they say, right, you know, I've been told and told to get on Facebook. I've got to start a business page. What is the absolute first thing? that they need to do? Honestly, I would even go, I might even start not on Facebook and just look at what they have set up with their website. Because usually my, my overall strategy is to drive people to Facebook. First thing they could do is make sure they have a website that actually works. When you look at gym websites in general, they're, they're not beautiful, a lot of them. And I think 80% of that probably goes into the header. And I'm a big fan of StoryBrand, passing the StoryBrand grunt test. The grunt test is what do you do what are your ben- what are the benefits of training with you? And then how do I sign up? And probably about 80% of the websites I see actually fail just those three questions. It's basically, if you are a caveman and I give you your website, you can answer those questions within like five seconds. Okay, um, so can I just take a step back? So let's yeah. assume that Club ABC has had their, had their website done by uh, a website graphics designer who's probably most likely got no absolutely any idea of the fitness industry. If you see right. Joe, I want you to jump on your website and have a look at those things. How is he going yep. to identify it? Because I know when I speak to club owners, some I, I start waffling on in website talk or Facebook talk and they just look at me and go, what is that? So what is a header? I mean, the header would be the first thing they see, right? It's like the top fold. So without scrolling, without touching anything, I mean, I would put in a picture of someone having fun 
and then I would answer those questions. If it's, uh, if we help people do this, if you train with me, you'll burn fat, build muscle, become a better athlete, whatever, whatever it is you do. And then the, then the other one fails is that a lot of people don't even have clearly designated sign up buttons. So, I mean, if you go to my website, which we're actually upgrading a little bit, but if you go to my website, there's like seven, eight sign up buttons. And the most important sign up button is usually in the top right hand corner. So people, but people just fail that. And, um, they probably could increase sales just by adding that alone without even any Facebook app marketing or anything. Okay, so why the right-hand corner? Um, I, I don't know why. It's just I think your eye is drawn to it, and it's just the most valuable real estate on the website. I have I have read that that people read uh, right to left, so right. that that makes that makes absolute sense. So okay, so they've got the picture up there now, and so. That, what do they do? So you're saying um, if you we want to help be people fat, do be healthy, this. yes, okay. So yep. what type of buttons do they need? What What are these buttons going to say to make me sign up and give you my information? I mean, honestly, I would get put a picture of someone smiling, having fun, doing one of your workouts. I like using people for my club, uh, but it's it's just answering these questions because it. it Honestly, like sometimes I go to people will ask me to look at their website and it'll be like, we do massage therapy and then we have Zumba, but then we also have this and we have that. In general, it should be, we help people get in great shape. And then what are the benefits? Oh, you burn fat. You have fun. You learn this. And then, like I said, how do you sign up? You could, you could, I mean, that, that's basically 80% of the, the 80% most important thing probably on your website is just that and adding that right hand corner sign up. Okay. So. Somebody puts their information into it, so I put my information into your website. Where does that yep. information go to? Oh, actually, you're talking about si- actually signing up if you click sign up. Yep, so let's say I've clicked sign up. I let them pay on there. Um, you know, I like to, I like people to be able to pay within two or three clicks. So mine just goes directly to a Wufu form and then a Stripe account, and they can actually buy my 15-day trial, and that's what I'm trying to, to uh, push. So okay. it's just 15 days, try everything in my club, see if you All like right. it. All right. So let's assume that um, they don't know those two things that you just spoke about, the, the, the Woofer account and the Stripe account. So just explain what those two different aspects are on their website. Sure. So Woofer is just a questionnaire. You could With WordPress, you could build one in. I use it for a number of things, but it's just an online questionnaire that people collect you collect contact information for people. And then Stripe is a way to pay online. Okay. I'm sure there's other ones too. But I, I don't like my body as much because you have to create a second, you have to actually create an account. I just want to be able to literally pay me within two or three clicks. Done. I agree with that. I, I try to um, work everything around two clicks. So what I'll, actually, what I'll say to so the guys that are listening um, in the U.S. where Colin's located would use Stripe. And for those guys that are, that are located here in Australia, um, I would suggest that you use eWay. Both of these exactly the same tool, just using different, obviously different tools from different different countries. Let me ask you this, Colin. Uh, yep. You've told me all of this amazing information and I'm going, oh, my God, I just don't know how to put this together. How do I go and ask somebody to do it for me without them taking advantage of me not knowing this stuff? Where is the best – who is the best person to ask? Where can I go to get someone to do this for me? Honestly, I don't want to be plugging myself, but uh, Thomas Plummer is starting a side business, and I'm, I'm part of it too, but we're going to help gym owners design websites. It's, it's called Bad Bad Monkeys, and we'll do it. 
there's other companies that can do it for you too. But using if you just look at that test, the grunt test that I talked about, you can pretty much evaluate whether they're just making a beautiful website that doesn't work or the, or whether the website will actually is built to sell. I don't know if that answers the question. <laughs> question That's okay. Moving forward, everybody needs to look out for who? Bad, bad monkeys. Yeah. Bad, Hopefully. bad monkeys. Wow. And so when will that be launching, do you think? Any any day now. We're any working on day it right now. now. Okay, so we'll look for We've bad. sold seven websites so far, I think, or eight. We're just getting, we're just, we haven't really announced anything yet. So we're just kind of okay. testing things out. We'll look for our bad, bad monkeys coming across our screens, no doubt. Well, what I'll do is, Colin, I'll just um, go into some questions that uh, on the Gym Owners Network, we had some club owners who have been using Facebook for a while and they've asked yep. some questions and I thought this would be awesome to, to get your feedback on these. So the first question is from Travis Fitzpatrick and I'll just start yep. from the start. It says, hi, Mel, loving the work that you're doing with the network. Thanks heaps. My question would be, what's the most successful Facebook dark post that you have done and what was the offer? I haven't quite mastered it yet. Honestly, like I used to run a lot of chat, like six week, eight week challenge posts. And I made a lot of money doing those. I don't do them as much, but but when I do do them, it you know the ones that say a huge opportunity, I'm looking for 13 women that want to you know burn fat, build muscle. Those work really well. Facebook's kind of cracked down on them, so I I, I focus more on uh, overall content strategy now. But uh, those, as far as financially wise, it used to be you could throw up one ad and make like. Overall, when you just look at 12 month contracts, make like 50 grand, probably spending maybe 200 bucks, but it's just changing. So, okay, that's it. Uh, I like the idea of that. I like the idea of that. If Travis was to go out there tomorrow and have a bit of a go, what would be yep. some of the, the tools that you would give him as far as setting up? Yeah, as, so like, yeah, as, as, yeah. as manager. I mean, for, the first one is have, have a, I would do like a direct response style ad if you just wanted to make money with his ad. Uh, so it would be a direct response ad, like something, you know, with the huge opportunity ones. From there, it would drive to a landing page. It doesn't matter if it's ClickFunnels or Facebook. The landing page is going to have a strong headline. It's going to have tons of social proof. And then I would just pour like 100 to 200 bucks a day on it and just kill it with that, that ad. Okay. Test it, obviously, to see if it works. You might put up like three or four different images and then take down the ones that don't work. Okay. So is there anything currently running on your Facebook page that Travis could have a look at? Yeah, I always, I, I, like I said, I do more of a content strategy now. And I think that's what, I think that's what most gym owners should do. It's, it's, it's a little bit slower. It's not going to like pour people into your, into like, it's not going to pour like 50 ladies all in at once, but it brings me steady leads. And they're, a lot of times they sign up because they like something that they read or something that they saw. So they're, it's a much easier sell into a 12 month contract. Okay, so how where do you get your content from, and how how do you put it together? Honestly, I, I um, we produce content most days, and I, I do it our, we do it ourselves. My general formula for content is once a week we do a done for you workout, maybe twice a week, sometimes on the weekend too. So that'll be a video, it'll be a little guide, maybe a picture. But I, I tend to use video because you get way more clicks for your money. And then we do one recipe a week, which. Like I said to you before, you'd think I'm like a, a chef or something, but literally the recipes get you get tons of clicks and sign-ups from the recipes. And then I usually do one video testimonial a week. It sets three solid things. From there, I might fill in like a picture of people working out in my gym or just something something random. But it's, it's my general formula is workout, recipe, testimonial. 
And then based on those things, I'll retarget ads for people that look at those ads or look at those content pieces. Okay. Colin, listen, with your, just going back to your recipe uh, clips that yep. you have, let's assume that club owners aren't able to do those. With yep. your um, with your new side business that you're setting up, and I'd like to tell the listeners this is not what the, the podcast was about originally because I didn't know that until Colin just told me. But I'm, I'm thinking as I'm sitting here, if I said, hey, Colin, can I get those recipe clips from this new business of yours, source them out and put them onto my Facebook to help my business? Is that is that a possibility? That's actually the whole business plan. Like we don't really want to be in the website business. What we want to do is help gym owners create content. So we're going to do a done for you content plan basically. And those videos will be part of it. Or you could just download the videos. Yeah. And throw them up on your website and use them. I think it's an awesome idea. Uh, I know that I have stolen your posts from your Facebook page <laughs> and I have put your recipes up on my club page and I Thank know you. that, you know, the members think they're absolutely awesome. So whilst Colin and his crew are getting their little side business ready, uh, it might be a great idea for some of the listeners to jump over to Seacoast Kettlebell and check uh, the recipes out. So moving on to the next question, Colin. It's from Greg sure. Porter. And, um, okay, so here we go. This is quite an interesting one because I am a big fan of iMovie. So I- I'm really interested to hear your answer on this. Is there any advice for uploading ideas with music given the Facebook copyright policies? I have seen many people's profiles placed on temporary suspension due to breaching these rules. Even iMovie themes seem to be banned. Any tips or apps that you can recommend for quick uploads for IT novices? Yes. So first of all, don't get banned on Facebook because if you, if you get used to making a lot of money on Facebook and then they ban you, it's going to hurt. So I would say just preemptively, you might want to make a fictitious account or like add your wife or somebody that you trust as a as a separate admin, so that way you never lose access to um to Facebook advertising. And then the actual answer to this question is. Go to iTunes and then download royalty-free music. So, like on my phone, I think I have like three or four royalty-free albums. So, I have like a rap one, heavy metal. You just just Google royalty-free, and you should be able to use those videos when you edit them for free, or that that music for free. Oh, okay, great. So, go to the iTunes Store and just search for royalty-free music, and yep. they should be able to use that with their um, iMovies. Yeah, otherwise you're just limited to the four basic songs that, uh, or however many songs it is that, that Apple gives you. All right. Just a quick question on the video clips. So Greg's yep. out there. He's filming away. And, I mean, I've done the social media workshop with you guys. And, you yep. know, you teach people how to use their phones. I think that's an amazing tool. So how long should his video clips be going for? I typically make them under a minute because you can, I use them on Instagram and Facebook. And right now Instagram is less than a minute. So and also, I look at people's attention span, and even myself, I, I'm not going to watch a full minute of anything, probably, so okay. I'll leave it at about a minute. All right, so just a minute, upload it onto to Facebook or um, to Instagram. I do both, yeah. Yep, okay, awesome. All righty. So uh, I'm just going to ask you, while we're discussing Instagram, I, yep. I, I, as you know, people hashtag, hashtag, hashtag when they, they put something up on Instagram. What do you think about 
So let's assume we put our Instagram post up at 9 o'clock in the morning. We've got 20 hashtags in it. You come yeah. back half an hour later, go into the comments of the ad that you put up, and you hashtag again. Do you think that that is a useful tool? Yeah, I mean, if you can keep, if you can keep it, as long as you're using geo hashtags, and you're, if you're advertising for a gym, I'd say make sure the hashtags are, like, geographically specific. I see a lot of guys, they have, like, they Google or they hashtag like WAD or CrossFit or like global wide hashtags, and that doesn't really help get people in your gym. But I don't see anything wrong with rehashtagging something as long as you're using it in a way that strategically gets some people into your, into your facility. So when you say uh, geo hashtags, explain that for the novice. So for me, I, I'm looking at towns that are within 10 miles of my of my gym. So those are the most important for me. So I use, I use my telephone area code. I use, I'm in Dover, New Hampshire. So it's hashtag Dover, hashtag Dover, New Hampshire, hashtag Dover gym. So those, those are the most important ones because people in your area are more likely to see those hashtags versus if I hashtag kettlebell, then you might click on it in Australia and that you're probably not going to join my gym. Okay. Well, that's great information. I must admit, <laughs> great information. So let, let me ask you, Colin, what do you think of, um, Snapchat. Honestly, I'm not really on Snapchat. I, don't, I a lot of friends, my friends are, but I don't know how that you can monetize it as easily yet. I, I mostly stick with ones that I can advertise easily on. But I, I mean, Snapchat's cool. If you, if, I would say pick one or two things that you're good at and do the ones that you're good at. So let me ask you about this. Now, I've gone out, I've filmed something in my club, I've downloaded it to um, the desktop on my laptop. Now, I assume what I'm about to say is correct, but do do correct me if I'm, if I'm wrong. I feel that when I upload a movie that's on my desktop to my Facebook page, I feel it gets more hits as opposed to downloading it onto iTunes to YouTube and then copying it across. Do you agree with that? I 100% agree. I mean, the basic, the way I understand it is Google owns YouTube, so and Facebook is trying to promote their video. Facebook kind of crushes the a YouTube post. Like if you spent say boosted for fifty bucks, you get way more out of directly downloading to Facebook than you would off boosting a YouTube video for fifty bucks. Yeah. And I've done it both ways before. Like I've even paid money to have like these really cool videos done, and then all of a sudden, because of the music licensing laws, I can only put it on YouTube and not Facebook, and it gets nothing. So I'm like, damn, I just wasted you know two thousand dollars shooting a video or something that no one's gonna see. Okay, so there's one right on my website like that too that ha- it has like three views because of the music loss. It was yeah. a Justin Timberlake song. Yeah, see, I, I I agree with it. I've done both, and you know, I go back to my YouTube account and I look at something that I downloaded from my desktop that got you know a couple of thousand views, and then I look at YouTube and it's got like five views, and I totally I, yeah, I just think YouTube it's useful for some things. I just don't see it being a useful tool at the moment for um, club owners when realistically we can do everything from our phone. I just, yep. I, yeah, I just see personally, I just sort of see YouTube at the moment as being a, a bit of a waste uh, of time. It's better for SEO, like search, like um, search engines. So we do, we download it into YouTube and just leave it there. But, but like you said, I'll put the same video on Facebook and I'll have 15,000 views or 20,000 views and then five on YouTube. Yeah, so. it's crazy. It's crazy. It is. So tell me, um, we'll end our, uh, end our conversation here because I'm sure that we've overloaded novices with information. Three top tools to be successful on Facebook. 
starting from tomorrow for any club owner or any personal trainer. On Facebook? Yes. All right. This is unpaid Facebook? Yes. Okay. So the first one, first one I would say is have a content strategy. Like I told you before, my content strategy is really simple. I do a workout. I do a recipe, a testimonial. Like just with those three things are all free. You probably could drive a steady stream of clients into your gym. I guess I want to break your unpaid rule. I, like, <laughs> so I would say the next thing is once you have your content strategy in place and that the goal will be to drive people to your website, you could retarget them with ads. And then I would also say boost everything for at least five bucks or 10 bucks within 10, 20 miles of your gym, whatever the, whatever the radius that works for you is. So you think $10 is is enough to boost an ad? Have you... Uh, it depends on your area. Okay, so let's assume... What's Okay, I'll ask you this question. How large is the community where you are with Seacoast? My community, I think it's about 28,000 or 20, 28,000, I think. All right, so let's assume that your your community is 100,000. Well, then you might spend? spend a little more. In the spend a little community. bit more? Yeah, okay. possibly. So how does a how does a club owner work out the value that they need to spend on an ad? Uh, like talking with Tom because we talk about this a lot of people. I think for a lot of people, honestly, if you were to spend about three thousand dollars a month, you'd be really successful. For me, if I spend three thousand, I actually get more people than my staff are like than we can actually deal with in a quality manner. And tell me, Colin, when you started spending that type of money, did it hurt at first? It, oh, <laughs> yes, no. <laughs> I'm like I could be on a Australian vacation for this money, but instead <laughs> well, I'm boosting recipes that I didn't even cook. <laughs> well, hopefully, hopefully, with your new side business starting with Thomas, you'll get enough club owners out of Australia where you guys make enough little side income to perhaps uh, shoot over to Filex 2018 next year and share your skill with all of us over here because I know that there'd be many, many club owners and personal trainers that would love to spend a couple of days with you guys just learning about social media and learning about it properly. I've attended many, many workshops over the years and um, I'm a really firm believer if you're going to teach something, you need to have actually gone through the, the skill yourself in order to pass it on to others. You know, especially in our industry, I, I very strongly believe, you know, it's people like, yourself um, and myself and other club owners that have owned businesses, we understand what's required in the business. We understand the frustrations of other club owners. And I think that at the end of the day, we are probably the better people to um, help those people grow their own businesses. And hopefully we can get you guys out to Filex 2018 to to share those skills with everybody. Oh, I'd love to. Awesome. So uh, what I'll do now, Colin, is I know it's very early in the morning over back home there with you. I'd like to thank you for speaking with us today on the Gym Owners Business Podcast. And if anybody would like to get in touch with Colin, please jump over to his club's Facebook page, Seacoast Kettlebell. Otherwise, if you want, you can always inbox me here on uh, Facebook and I can pass your details on to Colin and Colin are you taking on any clients at the moment to help them with their social media skills yep they can just contact contact me or contact Thomas Palmer of the NFBA and um, we would love to help you guys absolutely fantastic have a great day Colin and thank you for joining us have a good day 
Thank you for joining the Gym Owners Podcast, sponsored and supported by National Fitness Business Alliance and Gym Click Media. Find Mel Tempus on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Join us next time for the Gym Owners Podcast.